0: If you're able, stand with me in honor of the Word of God as I read Colossians 1 9 through 14. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The Word of God for the people of God.
1: Thanks be to God. You may be seated. We're continuing our study through Colossians. Last week we read these same verses and we covered the topic of intercessory prayer how do you pray for others? And we looked at this biblical example by the Apostle Paul in his prayer for the Colossians. So, today, we will look at verses 12, 13, and 14. kind of ended with 11 last week. And is Paul continuing to pray here? It's kind of hard to tell. We'll kind of look at that. We'll look at Either way, this is a transition these verses we'll look at today where he's shifting from petitionary prayer when he says prayer asking to now he seems to just be praising God for what he has done. There's a shift to a joyful thanksgiving to God in prayer. So our prayer should be should have bountiful times where we just remember god and what he's done for us and just lift up extended times of just thanksgiving and praise and that's what we did this morning in song that was a song of praise to our god for thanksgiving for all he has done amen i just want to give thanks right now to god for our worship team and just how beautiful the worship time was this morning for God inhabiting the praises of his people. How many of you can just praise God for the worship team? Amen. (laughs) And I praise God for you who sang. I could hear the singing. What do you think, worship team? Could you hear the the, the church is singing out? There was a real profound uh, worship today of the congregation. You see. We can worship, and we are to worship on our own. We are to go into our prayer closet and pray. We are to go in and have times of uh, solitude, alone with the Lord in prayer and worship of God. But we are also called to come together. That's why we're here today. We come together. We assemble together in obedience uh, according to God's word, not forsaking our assembling together. But we come together, and, and one of those is just for corporate worship. Not to just be singing alone by ourselves, but with lead and worship. And it was just beautiful today. It was very much an answer to prayer. It always is beautiful, but sometimes you just sense it more, it seems like. So today we'll look at that, verses 12, 13, and 14. This transition from petitionary prayer to a prayer of praise. A prayer where Paul begins to just joyously give thanks to the Father for all He has done in Jesus, His Son, in whom He has given. Amen? Amen. So let's look look at that some. I, I want to just look at this shift and just point it out and kind of notice it. We, we see that uh, in kind of our closing verse last week that we covered verse 11 of Colossians 1 being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience kind of ended there and then it leads into this with joy with joy giving thanks to the Father so is he kind of like ending his prayer you don't really know he doesn't say amen and now I'm going to just praise God uh, you know because uh, there's no amen to this prayer so we kind of just want to look at that and say you know where is it in, in this shift and uh, of, of it one of the things we notice in Colossians 1 12-14 says with joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified you and actually and or us there there's a shift from from you to because he's praying for you, and then right there at that point, uh, there is debate on whether there is a you there or a we there, and so there's. But there is a shift to us. So Paul begins to just like include himself. Remember last week we looked at all the others of the of, of the the leadership that are praying for this Colossian church. Epaphras, we see how much he's praying and interceding for the church, but and all the others there. So there's an us and 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 bringing. Not only us as, as Paul and the apostles and Timothy and Epaphras and all them are praying, but also us. So he, he shifts into something of theological teaching here as he's praying. And he, he brings everybody who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Then he, he says he has delivered us. See, there's a shift from interceding and praying for others for, for you Colossians specifically to where now he's he's talking about doctrine he's talking he's teaching he's, he's giving praise joyous praise to God but he's teaching about what that joyous praise flows from his great salvation amen, amen. And then you see that where he's this inheritance and the saints in light and then he goes he has delivered us he's, you know he's like throwing this this us thing he's not just praying and interceding for you, Colossians. But he's saying he's delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us. Again, you hear this, transferred us. You like some kingdom transfer this morning? Amen. Woo! Kingdom transfer. He's transferred us to a kingdom. Amen. This kingdom transfer. So the us is there. Shift from you to us. To the kingdom of His beloved son. Oh, I love being in his kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus, the father's beloved son. Like, as the father loves the son, you are in his kingdom. And the way the father beloved the son, he now loves you because of kingdom transfer, because you're his now. It's this power that can give you chills and goosebumps, you know, if you dwell on it. The Holy Spirit anoints his word to you. He's transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have. You see that shift from you to us and we? in, in, In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So there's a shift there from us and we, you know, from you, Colossians, to us and we. He also, there's a shift there. Uh into you, from you to who and in whom. So English majors will, will notice this or just regular common people who study their Bible. You'll notice that uh, he's praying in Colossians 1.9, this intercessory asking prayer from the day we heard we have not ceased to pray for you asking, praying for you asking. And then you see this shift here to where he's praying for you, asking into, giving thanks to the Father who. So he's pointing like praying for you to the Father who. And so he's leading in this joyous thanksgiving. The Father who has done all these things we have just mentioned. And then, and, and, and in the Son, verse 13. And then verse 14, in whom. So you see the shift from the from the you praying for the Colossians to us and we, and you also see the shift to you to the Father who the fa- you know to the beloved Son in whom we have. So prayer shifts like your focus. Prayer is wrestling, and wrestling requires focus. Like I wrestled, I, I was a wrestler in high school. And uh, my father before me. And so, if I was any good, it was because of him. But, and my brother's beating up on me all the time. Because, you know, when you're wrestling, you're only focused about that. It's really interesting. Like, when I was wrestling, I was never thinking, man, when I get off, I'm gonna, right when I'm engaging this intense battle with this other person. I can't wait till I get home. I'm going to do this or that. I uh, hope the pot roast is okay in the oven. You know, there was none of that. There is zero of anything else entering your mind except what's going on right there and how that guy is either going to take you down, beat you up in you, or you're going to take him down. So wrestling's like that. We sing about the God who wrestles us this morning. May you come and wrestle us and win. Remember, jacob that's that's kind of what israel means is one who wrestles that's what it is wrestles with god that's what you're saying when you say israel you're mentioning wrestling every time wrestles with god and who won you know we're praying that god come and wrestle us and win who who won that wrestling match with jacob you know because god was just kind of toying with him it seemed like well god are you losing this battle it sounds like jack you know jacob's wrestling with you all night how, how big and strong are you, God, in this wrestling match? But then what the word says is, you know, God just touched him on his hip. Boom. Crippled with a limp for the rest of your, your life, remembering that you wrestled with God and he won with a tiny little touch on your hip. You know, so wrestling, you know, prayer is like that. It's engaged and it's focused and uh, the Apostle Paul is shifting that focus from these Colossians need you God like we covered last week They need the knowledge of your will. They need spiritual wisdom and understanding. He's interceding for them He's praying to God for them and then all of a sudden he goes with joy And thanksgiving To you God who has qualified us to share you don't know where he's saying like amen on that intercessory prayer and all of a sudden He's entering to this prayer of thanksgiving and what we see and i think we have a slide to where i just want you to see the the word of god you know in uh, colossians and see some of these verses that we're looking at and so what we're looking at is these verses and of god's in, uh, of paul intercessory prayer and then we see uh this shift into this joyful thanksgiving and then i just want us to look forward a little bit into where he goes because these verses are transitioning into verses 15 through 20. And then on the other side, he starts something else. And so here we have our text today and giving joyful thanks to the Father. There's a petitionary prayer before this. Then he's shifting into this joyful thanksgiving to the Father and he mentions these things that the Father has done. He's qualified us to share in the inheritance of his holy people. He's rescued us from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And then I just want us to briefly look at these verses that we're going to get into in the following uh, next week as the Lord wills. And he just goes off on who Jesus is in whom we have Redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And he just, this is written like this and to help show you that these are like a sub hymn of five verses. It's like he begins to sing. Most people believe these five verses were like a song or like a hymn. And it sounds like it. The sun is the image of the invisible God. So he just, you don't know when he ends his prayer, transitions into joyful thanksgiving, and then just goes off into singing this song before him. Because it is just, wonderfully beautiful the sun is the image of the invisible god the firstborn over all creation for in him all things were created things in heaven and earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things have been created through him and for him he is before all things and in him all things hold together and he is the head of the body of the church he is the beginning of the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have supremacy for god was pleased to have all the fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. You can hear joyful thanksgiving of who Jesus is through that whole hymn. I mean, it is just beautiful. Paul is just enraptured in prayer. He's focused in prayer. He's wrestling in prayer. And there's nothing else like Uh, uh, coming into his mind to distract him because you can't you're right in a an intense warfare battle that prayer is and you can't be distracted upon anything else and that's the way it is this is beautiful so god you know here in his word you know through the apostle paul begins to show us what these verses are transitioning us into this joyful joyful prayer of thanksgiving. And I want to look at these points, but I want to look at them in comparison to another portion of scripture from Acts chapter 26. Now in Acts 26, what's happening is the Apostle Paul is uh before King Agrippa, and he's talking about when he first came to the Lord. Uh, And it's his testimony on the Damascus Road when he came uh, to the Lord, the light shone. And so Paul gives his testimony a couple of different times through Acts. And in this, he real specifically talks about his calling, what God called him to do. The purpose of the Apostle Paul's life is right here. Listen to Acts 26, 18 from the word of the Lord. To open their eyes so that they may turn. Turn. From darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That's how Paul summed up to King Agrippa his calling on his life. Paul's calling and acts in Acts and this prayer in Colossians of, of these verses. So you just heard that. Now, hear our text today. Colossians 1, 12 through 14, with joyful thanksgiving to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You see the almost identical comparison there from Paul's calling to in acts 26 when he's testifying to what he's praying and giving thanks to god for he's like god you've done this what you call me to do you've done this and i praise you with joyful thanksgiving god for what you've done to this church in colossi in both his calling and this prayer of thanksgiving here in colossians It all leads to this redemption and the forgiveness of sins. But that first part, in verse 12, it says, "Giving in Colossians 1, 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Now in Acts, he closed with forgiveness of sins and a place of, that, that, that the Gentiles, especially, specifically, would have a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So sanctified by faith in me, and saints in light are the, are the same, uh, speaking of the same thing, but there's this place. I love that, that, that we Gentiles would have a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Jesus. And The Apostle Paul is giving thanks to the Father who's qualified us, Jew and Gentile alike, to share in the inheritance of the saints in light, saying the identical same thing. That who are you? You are saints in light. How are you saints in light? By placing your faith in Jesus. By faith alone, you're saved into this glorious God qualifies you he has qualified you you haven't done anything to be qualified he has qualified you in Jesus by his grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone who are you your saints in light what does that mean saints are holy ones we are holy ones in light what is that inheritance what is that place it's a place where god has made you in christ holy first and foremost he has to make you holy so so what can happen so his holy spirit can indwell you he has to make his abode within you and to make his abode within you he has to make a holy place for him to dwell within he has to make you holy and by faith he has sanctified you or made you holy you are saints you are holy ones in light that light is in jesus he has accomplished it through jesus he has made you holy in him this is part of the inheritance and the glorious joyful part of the inheritance that we have We have inherited the righteousness of Christ in us. That he can dwell with us. His goal is to dwell with his people here on the earth. And that's the sum of the end of Revelations is that God will dwell with his people. And he is now in part with us now because he has made his people holy. It's part of that inheritance we have. He's qualified us to inherit. To have this inheritance as saints in light. He has given us a place. We have a home. Our home is with him. Our home is with Jesus. He has prepared a place for us that where he is, we may be also. He's, He's given us that place. You have a home with him. And he's made you holy so that he's qualified you so that you can enjoy that inheritance of the saints in light. Paul has given joyous thanksgiving to the Father for this. And he leads into this joyful thanksgiving to the Father for some kingdom transfer. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. I mean, it's hard to re- remember the good news of the gospel of Jesus without remembering from whence he has brought you from the domain of darkness. You know, Paul over and over again does this. Ephesians 2, he says, You were once dead in your sins and trespasses. Okay, you were once here, but now he's brought you here. Paul doing the same thing here in this joyous Thanksgiving. There can be no more joyous Thanksgiving that I was once under the rule of darkness. Paul's throwing himself under there. Blameless according to the law, keeping the law of Jew a Jew, of Pharisees a Pharisees, all dung that he might. didn't know him he was in darkness blinded and he was transferred himself into the kingdom of the beloved son when he was met on that damascus road by the light of the world jesus paul can relate to these colossians he's saying we joyously give thanks to the father who's qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light He's delivered us from this domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. The father is praised because he brought about his great salvation and redemption in Christ. He's delivered us from the domain of darkness and the power of Satan into the power of God and under the power of God. Now he's transferred us from uh, uh, to the kingdom of his beloved son, no longer under the rule of Satan no longer under the dominion of darkness. The Father has placed us under the rule of the King, His beloved Son, Jesus, under His rule. For what? For redemption. In whom we have redemption. This is so beautiful, this beautiful word of redemption and the forgiveness of our sins. Once in darkness, now saints in the light. Thinking about what is it like to be under the dominion of darkness and now be under a king who is the father's beloved son. There's many things. walking in light and darkness but one of the things i like is that when you walk in darkness you're deceived no matter how good things look satan can appear as an angel of light he's a liar he's the father of lies you're walking in darkness when you're transferred out of the domain the rule of darkness and you're transferred like uprooted and transferred over into the kingdom of his beloved son he speaks the truth to you and the truth sets you free it leads to this redemption and forgiveness of sins because you're transferred into the kingdom of a king who when he says something it happens and i I love this i just love the thought of being under darkness under this liar this this person deceived he can tell you one thing and switch and change and you know he can lead you and say oh yeah this is going to be great and then it turns out horrible he can lure into all kinds of captivities of drug this is going to get you high it's going to make you feel really good and and you know he'll tell you it's going to lead you and take everything from you and strip you of all dignity and all these things so he, he presents things he's a deceiver he's a liar you're under that kingdom of darkness when you come into the kingdom and you're saints in light and you're transferred in the kingdom of his beloved son what the king says goes i love his word I love to meditate his word. I'm preaching his word today. Isaiah says of his word in Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that it goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Like that's living in the kingdom of his beloved son. You see, when a king speaks, it happens. You live and you've been transferred into the kingdom of the beloved son. The devil can say all kinds of things in his, his dominion of darkness. And in that darkness, those things can happen. But you're transferred out. So that domain, that rule, no longer has rule over you. The word of God, through his Holy Spirit, anointing has power over you now in the kingdom of light. Even when Balaam in numbers, they were trying to get him. Say all these things, because what you say, Balaam, happens. You're a prophet of God. When you speak these things, they happen. So say these things. Curse Israel, curse Israel. And if you do, we'll win. He gets there and he can't. He just blesses them three times. And eventually out of this comes these scriptures of Number 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. God doesn't repent. Has he said? And will he not do it? Or has he spoken? And will he not fulfill it? He will make it good. It will happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love living in... I'm glad I'm transferred from a domain of darkness to a king. Satan never was a king. He don't have a king dominion. He has a dominion. He is powerful in his darkness. But we have been transferred to a king, a king's dominion, a king's rule of Jesus. And what his word says happens. It comes true. It accomplishes everything he sends it for. He's a king with, he says at the end of Matthew 28, I have been given all power. All domain is under Jesus And so Satan falls under the reign of the sovereign king, Jesus. He falls under the reign of the the sovereign God. God is all-powerful. You've been transferred. That's the kingdom. He no longer has authority over you in darkness. Uh, He did in darkness, but you're out of that domain. He's transferred to you under a new king, the king of his beloved son, who you can trust in his word. He says it. He does it. When I was pondering this, I thought back, sometimes you go back a ways, uh, to my college days, and uh, I was going to see the Imperials. They were this kind of foursome group uh, that were really great, and they had this new lead singer, and I'd heard all about him, and I'd listened to all of his songs. This little bitty guy that wore shoes about this tall to try to look half the size of the other guys, and he came out, but man, did God give him a voice. His name was Russ Taff, and he went on to write stuff on his own outside of the group, the Imperials, But he sang this song, Just Believe. Um, And Teresa and I listened to it yesterday as I was going through this about being transferred into his kingdom and a kingdom that when he says things in his word, it happens. The song was called Just Believe. And he says, Jesus said it. I believe it. I believe it because he said it. And I know, yes, I know. Yes, I know he's going to see me through. And he goes in these beautiful courses we didn't come up with anything did we hon, in it because when we listen to it and you hear him actually sing and you see music the way music did with us today in worship it just builds he starts off slow and he goes through these courses sometimes those clouds get in the way keeps you from reaching out to god in faith the situation looks the same you feel you're praying is in vain but I believe this to be true. If you prayed, God's working. Yes, he is. And this one thing I know he'll do, he'll move the earth to see you through if you'll just believe. Believe. Paul's praying these prayers. And it's powerful. In the end of his chorus, he says, so keep on holding on to what you know is true. And I know God will come through for you. His word is on the line. He'll come through in time. Just believe. I think yesterday when we, uh, several of us, joined uh, Micah Yoder in his presentation uh, over in Capitan to watch the annular eclipse of the sun. uh, It was beautiful. And one of the things that Micah said was, Uh, similar, I don't know if I'm quoting exactly, but he said, I'm not afraid of looking like an idiot today by inviting you all over here to see this eclipse and it not happening. He knew it was going to happen. Everybody went over there knowing that was going to happen in the heavens. Can you believe the heavens proclaim the glory of God and are, are working at such clockwork that Micah planned his whole teachings to where right at 10, right before 10, 28, which we knew that was when it was going to perfectly, you know, have the annular eclipse and last for, you know, over in Capitan, anyway, at that angle, three minutes. Know exactly where you're at, how long it will last, where, because the heavens proclaim the glory of God. He wasn't afraid of going over there. and The eclipse didn't happen. I'm sorry. Walking off. It's like that with God's word. He said it. I believe it. I believe it. Because he said it. And it's going to come true. It's going to happen. Exactly like he says it's going to happen when he says it's going to happen in his timing. And he's transferred you into that kind of kingdom. I love kingdom transfer. And I could go on for a while about it. But he goes, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I believe we're going to close with the song, Nothing But the Blood. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. Oh, that's, you know, I mean, you can sing that all day, can't you? Uh, you know, no other fountain, know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. I mean, looking at having in whom, in Jesus, in whom we have redemption, which is one of the most beautiful words in the Bible. He set us free from our captivity. He's paid the ransom. He's redeemed us. He's brought meaning again. The original meaning he meant for us to have. In the garden, he has brought re meaning to us. Redeeming of us. Redemption. Paid the cost. Liberated us. Set us free from that domain of darkness. Whew. What a beautiful word redemption is and forgiveness of sins. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. A lot of times the Apostle Paul talks about the forgiveness of sin, being in Adam, being in sin. But here he mentions the forgiveness of sins. John, John the Apostle mentions, baptized for the forgiveness of sins. He mentions more of that. But here the Apostle Paul mentions this. The forgiveness of sins. All sins. All of them. All of them. As we will sing, "O oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow, a wiping away of all sins. Him, the Father, loving us just like he loves his son Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you even imagine he loves you like he loves his son? As his son is perfect, and you're in him, and your sins are washed away. sees you perfect like he sees Jesus perfect. That's something to give joyous thanksgiving to the Father about for extended periods of time after you pray for everybody else and exceed and intercede for them. Give times of prayer and praise. And we have these prayer prayers, some of them. I've uh they're in the back right back there on that table, and they're in two different little ones: the little brown one and bigger words, uh, letters on the white one. And they have the prayer. Of the Lord's prayer we call Matthew six that we sang about today. That's what we were singing the Lord's Prayer. Uh, your Father, your king hallowed be your name, you know, your kingdom come, let your will be done. Sing that song. You're praying, you're praising. Um, Ephesians one, very similar to this prayer, uh, seventeen through twenty-one, the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of Glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, praying that over people, interceding for them. Ephesians three. According to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with all power through his spirit in your inner being. And on Philippians 1, uh, this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with all knowledge and discernment. And then the Colossians 1 prayer that we've been on uh, today in that closing part of that uh, intercessory prayer is on these cards. And I like to take these cards and eventually you kind of get them into your heart. And and you might not have to look at them every time because you remember these prayers. And it might not be word for word perfect, but you're taking these points of prayer and you're praying and interceding for others. And so even now, um, and just in closing, as we are going to take communion together and remember the Lord's death, his atoning death, it's what accomplished in Jesus our redemption. And our forgiveness of sins. I just want to pray as we bring this thought to a close. What would it feel like to read this letter from the Apostle Paul uh, in that day when you were a Colossian Christian? Wow, to thank the Apostle Paul. We, we sang about, uh, uh, you know, standing in that final day amongst the heroes of the faith. Well, they already knew the Apostle Paul was a hero of the faith by by then and he was writing these letters that were already becoming holy scripture they were already seeing them viewing them as holy scripture and to say that this apostle's praying for this what would it feel like to hear this letter read by the you know uh, the people there in colossi from the apostle paul praying for you every time he prays he says every time without ceasing every time i pray i pray for you all you're included what would it be like to know exactly? Because we have exactly what, pretty much an outline of what he prayed. Remember Epaphras and those were praying for them too, the Apostle Paul said. He was gathered and these saints, these heroes of faith, uh, Epaphras, he started the church there, brought the gospel to them. He's praying for them. It would feel great, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's the way the word feels today. It's the same powerful word that he sends forth to accomplish his purposes in the church today, and you can pray these prayers. Take these cards, and I've already asked you for prayer for me. You say, I pray for my pastor, Bobby Barnett, today that you, that you give him, you fill him with the knowledge of your will today and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, and you pray for the church, and I pray for Grace Harvest Church, and I pray for you and some individually names and sometimes like God Lead Grace Harvest Church today, if you're here today and you're a visitor, just be bathed in this prayer for you as well. That you may be, I'm asking, that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Can you say yes? Yes. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Can you say amen? Yes, I receive that prayer. Prayer for you and then just this giving of thanks to the Father who has qualified all of us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins amen Amen. we're going to take the Lord's supper together as he instructed us to do whenever we come together and if you're a believer in, in Jesus Christ and you've placed your faith in Jesus and you know of this redemption and forgiveness of sins in Jesus, if you've been transferred out of the domain of darkness into and under a king and into a kingdom of Jesus, his beloved son, come and partake with us. Come and get a cup, return to your seats, and we will partake together as we pray. Amen. i bread is in the bottom cup if you want to take that apart in the night that Jesus was betrayed he took the bread and he gave I'm going to add joyous thanksgiving to the father he gave thanks to the father hmm. and then he took the bread and broke it and he said take and eat this is my body given for you let us partake together of the bread Thank you Jesus in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins thank you that you gave up your body holy pleasing to the father mm-hmm. sinless and righteous one spotless lamb of God who then died in our place bearing our sin and bearing the father's wrath against sin you bore it in your body thank you for this symbol that you've given us of bread to remember your body and we do today and give you thanks for it thank you Jesus for giving your body up for us in like manner he took the cup and he said this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood given for you for the remission of sins do this in remembrance of me and remember my death until I come. Let us partake together of the cup. Thank you, Father. Give you praise and thanksgiving for you have qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. You've transferred us out of the domain of darkness into the kingdom of your beloved Son in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. We just thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross and shedding your innocent, pure blood for us on behalf of wretched sinners such that we are. Thank you, gift of Jesus. Amen. Let us sing songs of praise, joyously. Amen.
2: What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood.
1: Christ, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, go as saints in light and be a light to this dark world. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: amen. amen.